With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? It is Sunday, July 19th, about 9.15 at night as we record the Quarantine Podcast. I'm Chris Williams, joined as always by Brent Bloom. You might hear Dirks the dog rolling around in the background. Dirks has been at the... He's happy uh, to see you. Yeah, he's been at the doggy daycare for about a week, and he is fired up to be back home. I'm fired up to be back home. I had a great vacation. It was awesome to be with my family, uh, my mom and dad, and my sister and her kids. But Brent, taking two children under the age of five anywhere is a giant pain in the ass. What? what was more? Well, I'm, I am commiserating what, with you. Am I wrong? No. What What was the worst part? Was it the drive? Because that's a long mm. drive. Drive wasn't bad. Okay. Did we nap? The way down, we split it up. I stayed the night in Kansas City. We had a birthday party down in Southern Iowa for my nephew, Mason. Okay. Well done. Um, so we split it up, and it, it was simple. And the way back, um, a little bit of a unique, but this is true Williams form. Left Osage Beach at 8 o'clock at night, right when the kids were falling asleep, and I drove through the night, rolled in here wow. around 1 o'clock in the morning. I was wondering, because you said you were home today, and I was like, "Yeah, I swear I just saw pictures. Got home at 1. So wow. we had a full day yesterday on the lake, and then I bought a bunch of Red Bull and drove any, home. Any issues, or was it pretty smooth sailing? No, actually, the, the kids fell asleep, and we didn't stop one That's time. That's a really good idea. Rolled all the way through, and it was a little tired today, but... I had a three-hour trip, so not even near the... Yeah. Um, back to the in-laws, or fourth, and it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. We went left at five, <laughs> and the oh, whole man. time, it's just like, just I can't get there soon enough, and everyone was awake, and then one wakes the other one up. I was anyway, bad, bad I'm excited. I am exponentially more tired now than before the trip because the baby wouldn't sleep. The okay, and I'm in the a, same room. Yes, all in the yeah. same room. I have a a brief analysis, um, and it, because I'm more, I I would like feedback from our audience on this. Um, at Chris M Williams on Twitter, uh, Chris M Williams at CycloneFanatic.com. If you want to email me, I really want your feedback here because my, my daughters have been isolated pretty much all summer or since March, right? Yeah. Their daycare shut down. Okay. We have not had daycare to take them to. Thank God. One starts back up in two weeks. Okay. Right before school. And I, I truly, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not making five-year-olds act like five-year-olds. I, I, I get it. My kid was so jacked up to be somewhere other than this house. Yeah. And she is a, you know, my daughter, she's pretty calm. She is. And she's like, you, but five-year-olds are five-year-olds. They all have their moments. I get it. She was a whole other level. And, um, 
I'm just make. I, I think that I, those school teachers and daycares that are opening back up this fall, God bless your souls. I, I, I do think that this is one of those deals that we look back on COVID and I'm not making, I clearly it's real. We're seeing, you know, I'm not making a commentary here. Please don't take it that way. I think that this is one of those effects that we're going to look back on after all this and be like, holy crap. Like <laughs> yeah. my, my guess, it, I would love to know like if there's other parents out there who have done this and like gotten their kids out of the house for the first time in four months and they lose their minds because there's, there's just so much stimulation when they're just used to being locked up. Yeah. And I, you know, my, I don't have great perspective. I've got a two year old and a seven month old and they started daycare a month ago. Um, and it, you know, they're, I think probably expended a little more energy at daycare, but it, you know, yeah. f- not as aware of what was happening. Yeah. Like it, he got, my two year old got really used to being at home and was, you know, did not like going to daycare at first because it was different, but he didn't really, he still doesn't understand what's going on here. But mm-hmm. I think when you get to, you know, four or five and up yeah, there, that's a, that's a major factor. Yeah. I mean, I think Cammy gets it now. Like she, she actually is more mature about the mask thing than a lot of like adults. Like she knows, like, I think it probably expedited it that I got it, you know, and that there was a lot of talk and stuff like that. But she, she, she's totally aware. Like we're already talking about when you go back to school, you're going to have to wear a mask, like explaining it to her. She's totally fine with it. Um, but I, I I don't know, man, like it was, and again, like five-year-olds have moments. Like I understand that. And I'm not making an excuse. Like I'll I'll fall on the sword here. I'm her dad, and like I need to discipline her and teach her the way that there's something to a kid being locked up for that long. It, not locked up. Like oh, I mean, she's yeah. been outside swimming and playing at the in her playground. She hasn't been locked in a right. dungeon since right. March. But not having that social interaction well, with other kids. And I think that's a it's a major part of this where. The, the this discussion of you know opening schools or not is just such a huge one. Yeah. Um. And you touched on something where, you know, educators and daycare providers are unfortunately kind of in the crosshairs here, where they almost have to be the decision makers and the ones really mm-hmm. at risk in in a way. Yeah. Um. It's like a new front line. Yeah, it is <laughs> in and, a way. You know, and and we're set up for. The, but but I at the other end other end of it, like I don't know how we can keep being effective as a society as a whole and have our have kids continue to you know progress and matriculate and all those good things without schooling. So it's a really tough. I mean, this is and and everyone's kind of passing the buck, where yeah. you, you know you have one side saying, oh well, the schools need to be open, but but not but they don't they're not the ones that have to worry about it on a day to day basis. So it's a it's a huge, huge mess, and you're going to now. You're seeing it district by district. All of the the governor of Iowa stepped in Friday and said all yeah. these. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's a correct answer, but I I don't think there's an easy one either. No, I'm like, with you. I, I just I see I see all this where I'm I you know I thought for sure like it's it's been hugely helpful for me from a work standpoint to have my kids at daycare. Like it's night and day. It really is. <laughs> oh God, yes. Um, and if if we were can were to continue, I don't know how my wife and I 
could both work and and have the kids at home. Like at some point, we would have to make the decision. Okay, one of us is going to have to, you know, take a leave or stop working because you just can't. So that and if you do that towards X amount of people in the population, that has a major effect on society. But at the same time, do we just say, "Oh, sorry, educators, it's it's your problem now." You know, figure it out. And I, Chris, it's really bother me bother me for this whole thing is that you haven't seen a whole lot of data from those daycares that have been open throughout this whole thing because mm-hmm. there have been um, for the frontline workers and mm-hmm. and now you're seeing some other countries that have schools open. You just haven't seen a whole lot of data. Can kids transmit to kids, and can kids transmit to adults and Maybe, but you just haven't seen a whole lot of it. And so I think you're kind of leaving these districts and these decision makers out to make a decision where they don't really have yeah. a whole lot of baseline info. Well, um, for two, I'm going to play both sides here. Um, like the parent in me is, I kind of think my kid needs to go to school. I, I think I'm at that point where, like, with all I know, and I, I'm not an epidemiologist, all that stuff, like, I, just with my kid and her mental health. Yes. I think she needs to get back to some structure and all that. Um, having said that, being a guy who's still recovering from COVID, every day, go, I'm, I'm still may, maybe 70%. Yeah. I've had this thing for a month. Now I'm, I'm negative, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but there's, not, and there are long lasting effects that, for some people. My, my concern on this whole deal and, and hopefully it turns out to be nothing, but Brent, I can't take deep breaths. Yeah. Like I, we were down at the lake and I mean, there was one day where I walked up a couple flights of steps and it was just, and I, like I almost passed out mm. like this morning. I, just vomited out of nowhere. Like I, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm functioning. I mowed my yard, my yard today. Yeah. You know, like I'm not like, I, I, I am concerned though. Um, just like, why is this still doing this to me? Sure. I have good doctors, you know, pretty good idea of what's going on with the inflammation in my chest and all this stuff. I'm not dying, but (laughs) <laughs> so that's the part of me though that like I want my kid to go back to school but totally. I also like if uh you know if somebody with um you know I'm healthy if somebody with a pre-existing condition or something like that got it the way I did they might they could have died like I bounced that back from it and I'm I'm fine. Yeah. But yeah, I know. That's the part of me what? that's still I I'm I'm I know I'm riding the fence here. Yeah, no, but, I but and where's the line and and for how long? Yeah. I mean I like and it comes back to, you know, on a, on a different level, but a, a level, and we're going to get into it, is the whole college football thing. Yeah. It goes, it's the same conversation. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about that. But it, it is. It's like, you know, if how long do we keep punting, for lack of a better term, until, oh, okay, just give it a few more months until we get this vaccine or until we, until we do this, then we can get back to normal. Well, we think there's progress in the vaccine, and I've been optimistic reading the last week or two. That we're making progress we're gonna, there. It sounds like Monday we're going to get more yeah. on the, the Oxford the, one. Yeah, yeah, which is great because that. But but as you but know, that we, one company's never successfully put out a vaccine though. The one that we're putting all of our eggs so, in the basket. Yeah, the, so I it's think like there, eh. there's several candidates, which is good. But yeah. but also, vaccines aren't you know 100 percent either. No. So I mean, I how long? But the, and and so the corona, how long, coronaviruses are constantly mutating too. So yep. 
that's the one thing I, I'm getting a little bit frustrated. And I have my wife's a scientist, so it's like I'm a little sensitive to the scientists here. But they're like, oh well, you're you're changing your recommendations every month. Well, that you know we're learning more too, right? right? And that's the thing. Like this this virus is mutating, and it you know it's doing all this, and, and hopefully it mutates so it kind of sucks here yep. in a couple months, right? And it's not as dangerous and all that. And I, but I think that if you just keep locking people in until you know cases go away. Yeah, I don't think that I that's just the don't option. know if you can do that I don't think because you, can. you just destroy everything else in the wake. Yeah. Lives, so it's just really businesses. hard. Yeah. It's just really hard. Like I I don't know when we talked about it right away, and this is month four of the quarantine podcast, so it's <laughs> month four slash year forty. Um, you know what is, we talked about what, what is what is that threshold? <laughs> what is that threshold where you can get from I mean, a lot has happened these last four months, dude. A lot well, has happened. But it's just that, like we we haven't made any progress on What's that magic threshold to get back to normalcy? And now we're up against it in the fall where you're just running out of time. Okay. Well, that's a really good lead in the fact that we are still sponsorless, even though we're pulling crazy numbers every week. Um, that shows how dead the advertising world is. But the only reason we're here is because of our Patreon members and our Psycho and Fanatic premium subscribers uh, who or they're going to get a real goodie, uh, the Super Duper patrons on Wednesday night. Uh, this is the folks who give us uh, $20 or more per month via Patreon and the uh, Cyclone Fanatic Premium aspect of the message board. Uh, Greg Brabenek, a.k.a. Skip, from the Iowa State Football Program. Yeah. He is the Director of Football Operations and he will join us for our monthly Zoom town hall, the exclusive Zoom town hall for those subscribers. This is a this is a good one. Uh, very well timed. I'm really yeah. glad that Skip's going to give us a half hour or so to basically Brent give our subscribers an inside look at Iowa State football, how the um, I don't know bubble works or whatever we want to call it. That's that, what it is? Yeah, that they are um, working through right now. Oh, your show's all over, sweetie? Okay. Uh, is mommy still putting Elise to bed? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'll do. Daddy will pause his podcast right now, and I'll come and restart a show for you, okay? What's the show? What, what? Here, tell Uncle Brent what show you're watching. It's My Little Pony. Oh. Who's your favorite My Little Pony? Um, I usually like Rainbow Dash. It's a good choice. Dash. She's a beaut. Um, one second, honey, and I'll be right back up there, okay? But Greg Brabadek, a.k.a. Skip Blue. Probably not a My Little Pony fan. What now? Can I go back up? Yeah, you go back up. I'll be up there in a minute. <laughs> Again, and I'm not editing it out because this is our lives right now. This is the quarantine podcast. <laughs> uh, Gotta love it. Skip's going to give us, though, because um, the guys are back. Yeah, there, it, I was up there this it, week and um, felt kind of normal. Really? Um, Man. Well, I mean, no, normal just seeing seeing the players are up, yeah. but un, very not normal. I was checking on some things in the press box this weekend, and everyone has masks. Players did, even outside. I mean, they they are really doing, it's not just like, no. okay, we're going to talk about it, and we're not going to, you had, these players were walking to and from outside, all, all masked up. So it was like surreal, I, but I'll, they're I'll, trying. I'll say this, and I'm not being a butt kisser. Pollard has taken this. Like, I, I think, like, when this book is written, 
there's going to be a lot of guys who will stand out as like leaders in it. I think Lincoln Riley has been on the coaching standpoint. Interesting. Nationally. Yeah. I think Pollard will be one of the top five administrators in the country who really has set a tone during this whole thing. Agreed. And that's why I'm still, I'm more optimistic this week than I was last week about the season happening. And I'll, you go figure out my little pony. Okay. We'll be back. Um, I'm going to go get my little pony on for Cameron. We're going to be back right after these messages. And we're going to talk about why bloom is confident in the upcoming season. Um, here on the Psych One Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, we got My Little Pony worked out, and we're back here on the Quarantine Podcast. I was getting into it. Um, this week's Psych One Fanatic Super Patron shout-out goes to a gentleman, Brent, by the name of Brian Rector. He's been an Iowa State fan since his sister, Lindsay Rector, played soccer for the Cyclones in the late 90s. Okay. Brian uh, told us that he's rarely uh, lived close to Ames, just all over the place, but he really appreciates our content that keeps him in the loop with Iowa State. So, Brian, thank you very much, sir. Where's Brian at? Uh, it does not say. Okay, wherever you are, Brian. Yeah, it doesn't say, but, man, you. that's one of the things I've learned uh, the more yes. we've been around over the last 10 years is just how many people, alums and Fans all over the country listen to these podcasts and read our work. And I have good news for everybody, too. Um, I'm doing an inventory right now of the new website. Now, it's not new in the sense that it's not going to trick you up. We're using the same platforms and everything, but everything is um, fresher and we'll speed up the website. And basically, we're getting, uh, we're upgrading, we're trading in a car. And getting a brand new one. So that'll be really cool. I'm hopeful early next week wow. is what, when that will be ready to go. But it's it's going to be sharp. I'm I'm fired up about that. But again, uh, without our premium members and our pay, we would we literally would have had to shut down. Well, and if, if you, there's still time to jump on before Wednesday, because I mean, yeah, literally Skip really is cool. the brain trust behind the operations of IC football right now. Matt Campbell's right hand man. Like literally. He sometimes I, tells Campbell what to do. I thought last month's with Micah Byers from basketball awesome. was super valuable yep. as well. And the thing is about these, it's really cool because the the guys feel so comfortable. It's a it really is like a town hall format. Forty fifty fans are all on Zoom and can ask the questions, and everybody's kind of got a drink in their hand. And it, it's a it's neat. It's neat I yeah. like the format, and yeah. even when COVID's over, we're going to keep building yeah. on this. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple things that have been helpful through this process, and I'd say the virtual calls yeah. are going to be a mainstay now for this, for your stuff, and really everybody's work. No doubt about that. Um, it's interesting. Brian Rector said that I had this point that I was going to get to in a little bit. I'll just say it right now. He mentioned his sister played soccer. I'm like locked into the Premier League right now. Like I'm in. Welcome aboard. I'm 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 yeah, there, hey, man. Your your team has gone gangbusters since you joined. <laughs> it's just been like, crazy. Like the first game, yeah. the goalie tears up a knee, oh. and you're like, "What yeah. have I done?" Oh, I know. And That's then and was... then they they lost uh they lost to that garbage team, um, <laughs> Brighton. Yeah. Brighton's just a piece of trash. Yep, they are. And then now the Arsenal can't lose. They beat Man City. 
Now we lost a we lost the the daggum Spurs last week, but I, you so you're you're legit. Oh, you're, do you Brent. watch them? Do you watch them zero to ninety? Like do you watch the no, whole thing or do you just follow the score? I did. I don't. But you'll love this being a sports radio geek like you are. I timed out our drive from Kansas City to the Ozarks last Sunday specifically so I could listen to the Arsenal and Tottenham, <laughs> the the North London Derby. On my way to the Ozarks. So you could you found it online somewhere? Yeah, the, serious. Huh, yeah. I didn't really carry those. It's actually quite um I was a little concerned that the wife would not be having it. Yeah. But she's like, Oh, I I like the British accents. <laughs> I'll d I have watched entirely too much <laughs> soccer in the last two months. So no, I'm I am with you. I'd like to go to a Cyclone women's soccer game if I can. Yeah, but no, so but the seriously the the Premier League stuff, it's amazing. It's really it's it's very intriguing because what they've perfected one the games are 90 minutes and yeah. there's no commercials. Yeah. There's a 10 minute halftime. Yeah. So you're done in under 2 hours, which is cool cuz you don't have to worry about, you know, a baseball game taking three and a half hours. And then they've got the relegation thing, which is a brilliant way to <laughs> so great. to make things interesting for your bad teams. Yeah. Like you had this game today where there's something called Bournemouth <laughs> where they fought like hell even though they're in yeah. you know second to last cuz they don't want to be relegated to the the lower division. Like it's if you can get relegation somehow in in God, college American athletics sports, would be amazing. You would make you don't have to worry about tanking anymore cuz they yeah. they if you go if you get relegated, you're basically going from I mean, like, where would North Dakota State be if like relegation happened in college football? They're in the Big Ten. Yeah, like the, you know yeah, what I mean. And Rutgers like, is down like, in. I mean, Boise. FCS. Like, what's Boise's oh. program right now? Yeah, I, I mean, Iowa State would probably be in the, like the MAC or something based off of all those years. Sure, and they would, but maybe they would have. I, I just, it's a fascinating. But then way you to can watch work it. your way back up, yeah. and like, it's it's great. So I I I'm on to it, and then for those that occasionally like to put a wager down. There's something very exhilarating about if you have a wager on one of the sides and they get a goal because it's like yeah. that's a huge that's, deal. It's a big deal. This is yeah. this is awesome. I went. Uh, by the way, just a humble brag. I went six and zero oh in matchups in the NASCAR race today. Jeez. Texas. Who very, won it? Very happy for that. Um, Austin Dillon won. Okay. Shocking. Richard Childress Racing Isn't just won too. Three, the three car. Yeah, like Look he me. and he's not very good usually. So that. They got something going on. Um, we'll get to some of these other things. I want to pick Bloom's brain on baseball starting this week. Uh, that crazy story with the Blue Jays is just yeah. phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm not sure them. I think the NFL's got a growing problem. We'll talk about that. But the, let's start with college athletics um, yeah. locally here specifically. So, I mean, if you ask around, and I, I have been – pretty exhaustively working my phone the last two weeks and it like I'll say this it seems like people I in the big 12 to me are more bullish on there being a season than outside okay of the big 12 I'm feeling a little bit with the Iowa State crowd a little bit um like pissed off like because hey we're doing this right yes we're doing this really well we can totally play a season because we have such a good structure 
set up right now. Yep. And I'm I'm starting to feel like in the aim circle, they're going to be really pissed if this thing gets canceled because they feel like they are good to go, but pressure from elsewhere would keep them from playing. Yes. Do I you think, do I you think, sense I think that? you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Okay. And so here are the numbers, right? So when Iowa State first started bringing athletes in, I think they had eight positive cases. Eight student athletes or student athletes. Yeah, I and thought staff. four on football. Yeah, but but in, J- in Jamie's letter this week, they've had 160 tests in the last whatever x number of days. They've only had three positives. Which so let me back up a little bit. This is why the argument in Jamie's letter, which I thought is really good, and it's the same thing we've brought up here on this podcast, is you know ultimately. Are the players better off under the bubble of their teams or kind of on their own if there's no football, right? If they're just out either in their hometowns or on campus in general. Because right now, Iowa State is still planning, by the way, important to note, still planning on a full, sem- full a fall semester in person. So even if there's no football, your football players would have to be on campus. Okay, so keep that in mind. Um but what you've seen now for all these sports that have reopened, Premier League, like we talked about, back in May and June, and then uh, baseball when they restarted, and then you've seen the basketball with their bubble. When you first do the intake of all these players, you get a lot of positive tests. You saw in college football when all these players were coming back on campuses. Like Clemson had a bunch. I mean, MLS has been Same with similar. MLS, yep. But as they get in under control, where they can test them either every day or every other day, the test percentages go down. And MLB is a great example. They did all the intake of all their players coming in, and I think the positives were right around five um, percent. They had like sixty-five total of players and staff that tested positive. They did test again this week, and there were five total. So yeah, and those weren't even all players. No, yeah, I, some, yeah. some of them were staff. Yeah. and then same with MLS. They had the whole team. They had to basically not allow in. But since then, they've had you know two weeks down there, and I think they've had two positives. M- NBA's had very few since they've gotten down there. Point being, are the players and the coaches and those around the program better off if they're under their own bubble or just? not having a season out in the community at large. I think it's a fair argument to make. So the, the fair question then is, well, what are these players doing? Are they going to be in class or not? Because there's, if they're around other students, there's a chance they could pick that up. And I don't know that. But I would imagine Iowa State has some protocols in place based on the control and the, the ideas from Pollard and Campbell that they may m- make sure that a lot of the classes are the online version. And Iowa State's going to have a hybrid model this fall. You'll have some in person, some online. If you can make sure that most of your football players are taking primarily online or entirely online, you can then pretty much bubble them off, for lack of a better term. And so I, I just think there's a way, if you're testing them as often as you are, to keep them pretty isolated still. And so if you can keep them isolated and not allow these you know, outbreaks to happen, I think you might be better off in the season playing than if you were just kind of be on the campus at large, or if there's no season, you can't you can't you know control that, and they're kind of off on their own. So I think it's something that you really have to factor in here. I think that if you're 
going to have students on campus, they should be able to play football. Yeah. Would be my argument. I I agree. But I actually think it's way more dangerous to have 40,000 co-eds walking around or whatever the number is. And now. not have class. It's 30. Well, 30 okay, well, it's 30, 30, whatever. 30, whatever that number is. I can't keep 30. track. It grows every year. It, and it's, it's so. But you, you see what yeah, I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, here's my, this is my fear. And you, you know the campus better than I do. Like, you've got a lot of very liberal professors. Um, is that I fair? Think, I think people get caught up in liberal and conservatives lately in higher education, but I see what you're, I see your point. Older. Yeah. Tenured. Yep. Okay. Yep. Whatever. Okay. Take liberal, whatever. Yep. We don't even have to qualify it as that. They're very educated. I'd like to think that they believe greatly in science. Okay. I mean, if there's an outbreak. Yeah. On week two. Yeah. Like, could you have a deal where you have 25, 30, I mean, that'd be a low number, professors almost unionizing together, Brent saying, like, this is not. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I understand know. what you're saying. I, 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 we can't act like there's not political will on either side here because that's really all we're talking about right now once you get outside of the actual virus itself. Yeah. Um, I just. I don't know. I'm trying to think through why this won't work. And great. Obviously, I want it to. I read a great piece in The Ringer. Brian Curtis read it this, wrote it this week. I mean, my livelihood greatly depends on there being a college football sure. season. Like, I need <laughs> – I got a mortgage to pay. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. we, we have yeah. people to pay here. Um, so, obviously, I want this. I'm not rooting against it, but I'm more of a skeptic by nature. I'm looking around – yeah, what are the what are the problems? Where there are the are, loopholes? There are a here. lot of landmines. That would be a concern for me. No. But but if but if you're saying like with the hybrid deal, and my wife was telling me that Vet Med is mainly doing online, but they're going to be there for their labs and Correct. stuff like that. But they're going to be doing most of their lectures and stuff. I would say that's so. so if that's yeah. the case, then couldn't any professor be like, "Hey, I'm not comfortable doing that, but I gladly lecture from." That's exactly what's happening. Okay. Now, yeah. I don't know every single part yeah. of campus. No. I know the area I'm, I'm in. And there are things in place where if, if faculty members aren't comfortable or they're at a, they're at a risk, mm -hmm. you know. Of, that's great. They then should. they can be entirely online. See, and that's what stinks about the, like the elementary school thing. It's just it's not an option. It's not. For a first grade teacher no. to be like, hey, I want to do all my well, and, lectures from, yeah, from and, home. And, see, I think you're right. So I think. College, it's still better when you're in person and you get the experiential learning experience, but college students can handle online learning. Okay, it's been done. You can't do that for... And it's temporary. We're not going to do this forever. Yeah, we hope not. Um, but you can't do that for, what, under age 14? I mean, high school, you could probably get away with it, but still not great. Like, you no. missed that social interaction, so... It's still on Snapchat. Um, yeah, but for at least for, for colleges... All these calls are going to be hybrids where it's still going to be at least 50% online for a lot of it. And they'll split classes up. So let's say, Chris, you have a Tuesday, Thursday at Iowa State. Your Tuesday um, will be in person. Your Thursday will be online. They'll, they'll rotate them. And everything's recorded, right? So they, mm -hmm. they, they can you can still get 
the material. It's just recorded and you get it online so you can keep physical distancing and all those things. So. Well, from what I understand, that's a lot what football is doing too. Yeah. Um, they're going to be doing um, splitting it up like first string practices with third string, second string practices with fourth. So that way, if there's an outbreak, you don't have like all of your quarterbacks wiped out in yep. one. And then I, I think they're going to utilize like zoom and stuff like that for position group meetings sure. and, and all that. So I just, they're, they're really trying here and I don't, but I, I still don't know what the drop, you know, we, we're not going to have a season date is. So it's, it's, you know, we kept saying it, like keep pushing it. Keep SEC's, pushing it but it's, SEC saying August one. Okay. And then at what point do you have to replace that game? So funny you say that, that was on my list here. Uh, where I wanted to go. A lot of folks throwing out Northern Iowa. They um, obviously lost a game this year. They were supposed to play Iowa this year. They were on that rotation. Iowa State lost a game against Iowa because of the Big Ten's mandate. I mean, I was one of the – that was one of the first things I thought of. Why don't you play Northern Iowa? Um, The the NCAA did this year, said you can play two Two. FCS teams and it counts for a bowl game. It would make sense – and now I asked around about this and there's two loop there's two things that makes me think this won't happen but I won't say it's impossible. Um one is the the money. Iowa State even in a best case scenario right now is going to be strapped financially for yeah. the rest of the year because of all this. They're going to look at this and go why would we pay $400,000 or whatever? Yep. to get an opponent where you they would, could you very likely pay just, them. Yeah. You uh, pay them that. Yeah. Maybe you say, okay, we'll give you a hundred K. You're going to get a great discount. That's the yeah. only way I think that I could see that this happening. Yeah. Um, because I, I think like that there's probably going to be some sweetheart deals between these power comp. I, I think there's a better chance that like maybe like Arkansas or like some sec team that lost a game, would be a yep. good match and you replace the Iowa game that way and you do a home and home and and you just and you, and you roll like that. Number two is I've been told that the position of that Cyhawk game will be very advantageous for the program after week one, COVID, we're still trying to figure all this out to have a take yeah. a deep breath week. Yeah. So I could see Iowa State trying to maybe schedule that 12th game later Later on in the year during whenever the bye is. Sure. Based off of what I've been told. That makes sense. And we're, I still think we're talking best. I still think we're playing in the spring. (laughs) I know you don't. I still think we're playing. I'm going to, because I don't, I, I think that the Big 12 and the SEC are ready to go. I think that like the Missouri Valley and FC, they're ready to go. But I think nationally, like if you look at all the stuff that's going on, I don't think it's going to be up to <clears throat> I, the Big Twelve and the SEC here. No, just my. But 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 it's it's also not up to them either. I mean, it's not not up to them. Whatever what I'm trying to say here, because there's nobody that says you can't yeah, you can't do it. You're right, because it's not like there's like a commissioner that I like Adam Silver isn't right. saying no. There's no, you know. Rob Manfred saying this is how it's going to be. There's Fascinated. no Roger Goodell. Nobody's talking about like the college football playoff. Like we don't even yeah, care. What do they think? We're just like uh, just get the games. Just in. get the games. In. Um, 
No, like I I heard this week that TCU. So they had they had a a game scheduled with one of the Pac-12 schools that got booted, um, and then they they had another game with a Prairie View A and M, who's a local that then they're not going to play. I guess so yeah, they got just two open scrapping games. the whole season. Um, so they're thinking. Just talking to somebody down there, they're thinking Alabama will they'll replace that game because Alabama's not playing USC. Um, in, in Jerry's world. So they think that TCU may step in there. And then also A&M's got an open game. Oh, what a, what a gift for TCU. So TCU may get, but I, but those, these are the matchmakings that are that's, happening. That's what I'm saying. Like I could see Iowa state like, Oh, we'll play Ole Miss more than I can seeing them play. Yep. I would not be shocked. And I. I would not. And I don't know who it would be, but you're going to see matchmaking like that of okay, I, you've got an opening. We've got an opening. It looks good for TV. And Big Twelve and SEC they're in, have a good they're relationship. In bed together. So let's see what happens. I it could be, and I think you may too, have an interesting game. I think too that there's a little bit of. I think the Big Twelve and the SEC are kind of like okay, maybe the ACC to a point, where like okay, there's too much to lose. We all still have to work together here, but what the hell? Regarding the Big Ten, doing from what I understand that. that Everybody kind of thought that's where all this was going. Yeah, but not not but that early. I, I was shocked. I, I I called it on the radio show. I was like, dude, this there's no way that these other conferences didn't know that this was coming. From it from what I'm hearing, they had no clue that the Big Ten was going to do that that day. Yep. So I I uh, there's part of me that agrees with you in the sense that I could kind of see them flipping everybody the bird and going out of the loan. Well, and wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Yeah, that would, opening that week would of be... college football and the only games you have are Big Twelve and SEC games. Yeah. I it's but you you what you got ten yeah, days we're, we're, you we're, got you got two weeks. So a couple you other got two things. weeks to figure this out. South Dakota's athletic director, that's Iowa State's season opener. Yep, he sent out a letter to his fan base. They're good to go. They're going at it. Um, I think another thing to there are two other things to point out. One of them I think is substantial, and it's Kim Reynolds. And and again, like I'm not making a put. I don't care what your political beliefs. You you can fly a Donald Trump flag, or you can be a Joe Biden aholic. I don't care. The fact that Kim Reynolds is a Republican and and Donald Trump, the president, acts the way that he has towards this virus. I don't think the state of Iowa is going to tell Iowa State and Iowa you can't play football. Correct. I don't think that'll happen. That might happen in California. Correct. It won't happen here. Yeah. So I don't. I, like I don't think like if we're talking about football here. We I don't think we have to look over our shoulders and be like, oh, is the is politics in the state going to keep it from happening? I think that that's coast is clear for Iowa. So State. who's who's the what's the one thing stopping it then potentially? I think that the one thing stopping everything would be personally, Brent, I think it's if you're alone. Like, I, I don't think you totally want to be isolated because there's so much money in the college football playoff. Right. If the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12 are like, hey, we're going to do it in the spring, I don't know if it would be beneficial to uh, completely agreed. shed your Power Five brethren. To me, that would be why... You push it back. Okay. You see, the, and what do I you agree. think? I, it's the conference. Yeah. Like, no, there's I don't nobody... think the conference. If it's just the Big Twelve, they're playing. Yeah. But you're right. You can't be those two lone rangers when the other three are in the spring. Because it might be a short term 
benefit because of the revenue and all that stuff that Pollard yeah. referenced. Which, but long term, I mean, the playoff money and all that stuff. Like, I, I. But again, I don't. There's no guarantee the spring's any better. No. And so you may just. And what about the NFL draft? <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a reason not to play. But no, I, I, I think there are so many more issues with the spring than the fall. Um, and no guarantee that COVID's going to be a thing of the past by then, or even that much markedly better. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are going to go conference only, that's fine. But I agree with you. At some point, the cultural playoff has to step in and say, hey, everybody, this is what we're going to take to have qualifiers here. I mean, if this is still the end goal, if we're, if, or we, we could just play just to play. Which, just to have a conference champion, which uh, whatever. Can, but, but, like, think of how much money comes via that playoff every that's year to the, the conferences. So, correct. like, I just don't think they can ignore that. That's why – that's the one authority that, that, that hasn't spoken up yet that I would be – but, again, they're they're all governed by the, the conferences, the I, playoff. Give is, BYU so. a call. <laughs> Come to Ames. But I'm, I, from being on campus this week for a little bit, Iowa State is still going – Full steam ahead on a season this year. No, uh, I this know that. Fall. Yeah, they this absolutely fall. are. I mean, they are literally preparing as if they're opening camp here in a couple weeks. I, I would agree based off of the people I've talked to. I've not been up there. So if they had, so long story short, they don't know anything that that it's changing. I'll say this, and I think this gets really complicated. And I. My opinion is I hope that every high school football player and volleyball player and cross-country runner in the state gets to do what they want to do this fall. The Iowa High School Athletic Association announced this week that they, that practices are going to start as normal. Sounds like the girls' union is going to follow. Um, boy, I'm skeptical. I hope that it works. Uh, uh, but unless, Brent, and we've talked about this for weeks, unless these CDC guidelines yeah. get lifted and stuff. I mean, this baseball and softball deal has just been teetering for a while now. You've got teams that are dropping like flies. I'm really skeptical. Again, I want the young people to be able to do it, but it's different than what we're talking about with a Big 12 football program. Completely, yeah. I don't even think, I, like, you know, the, our old stomping grounds, like Northwest Missouri State football, like D2, they don't have the money to be running through tests and stuff like that, no. right? No, they don't. Um, so, and if they're if if you're quarantining entire teams for two weeks, it won't work. No. It just won't, at any level. So, we'll see. I'm, But again, it goes back to your point. If, if schools are open, and it's a district decision, mm-hmm. then... I well, guess they're a being district, mandated to be there now. District decision, right? Yeah. So, so now, like, they, now, why can't you have? We can then? be breathing on each other during shop class, but I can't. Yeah. So I get it. I I do too. And, I'm and, not being critical. I'm very skeptical. And ultimately, <laughs> I, so but how does that work though? So like, if if a kid in your science class gets COVID, does the whole science class have to be out know. for two weeks? Because that's, that's how it is with sports. That's that's what I think. All these. Districts need info on. Like, do you shut the entire school down? Do you uh, shut a class down? Tonight's drink, Jim Beam, double oak, <laughs> twice barreled. I wouldn't want to be an educator right now because it would be a mess. Hey, the good thing is, I told you I'm about 70%, but I feel good enough to drink a whiskey yeah, with you. Yeah, say you're having a whiskey. This is While progress. we record, this yeah. is the first whiskey I've had since been a while. 
How's it? How's it going? Is, it tastes good. Tastes good. Right, that's good. I didn't want to do anything too expensive though, because it's like I didn't know quite how I'd enjoy it. Yeah. I did have a few beers. I um, down at the lake. I demand the White Claw. I tell you what, Bloom. You like it? <laughs> do I? So it's good. The tr- it's refreshing. The truly is all, is maybe better than White Claw. Really? Why is it different? It just seems to have a little more flavor to me. Oh, it's sweeter. Look at us talking about White Claws and Truly. We have, Man, speaking we, of that, we have really jumped the shark. Right before we started recording tonight, uh, my neighbor Hutch, he uh, um, he got my mail when I was gone, and I bought him a bottle of moonshine down there. What a, what a guy! Ran it over to him, and he returned the favor by handing me a can of the Bushlight Apple. Oh. Oh man, it's a damn good thing that that didn't exist when I was in college. Have a few of those. Oh my god, watching the Arsenal. Holy crap, that is yummy. It was good. Yeah, you gave me a sample. Oh, I feel like I could. It's like a. It's not Angry Orchard or Bush Light. That's the thing, though. It's not like Angry Orchard because, like, one of those, and I feel like I'm gonna have a headache for two weeks. So sugary. It was good. Good job, Bushlight. Uh, baseball starts this week here as we wrap up the quarantine podcast. Um, so you're, but you're saying spring. You're that's your vote right now. I, I, I still think so. <laughs> I think that, and I think that you're going to get a lot of people around Iowa State specifically are pissed because I think that they've got a setup right here. Well, it has worked that, for the last month and a half. I think that they're they're locked down and they're doing. I'm pissed selfishly because I think that I've said this for months now. I think this will be the best Iowa state team of my tenure. Yeah. Uh, following the program. Yep. I got that impression too. <laughs> was up, a, up around this weekend. They're really excited about some of those younger players, but Hey, maybe it'll still happen. I still think it'll happen, Chris. I'm going to, I'm going to remain skeptical and hope, hope that, um, just expect the worst and, Hope for the best. There you go. That's where I'm at. Um, you're a bigger baseball fan than I am. I do like Major League Baseball. Starts this week. The six. I like the 60 game season bloom. That interests me a Does lot. It though? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of bothered by it. Okay, well, you're a purist much more than me. Like, where one to ten? Where is your interest level of Major oh, League Baseball? Oh, interest is still at eight. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm compared wild. to opening day, like a normal opening day in April. More or less. It's so tricky. More because it's something else I can, that's on. It's not, it's not the Arsenal or NASCAR. Yeah. (laughs) Or the 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 world of Outlaws. Without fans. (laughs) Yeah. Or the world of Outlaws. It's, and it's, it's there, but it's just, it's so, I watched a couple, uh, inner squad games. (laughs) WWE in an empty (laughs) practice arena. Yeah. I mean, I've watched a lot of UFC and it's like. Man, until that girl broke her leg last night, I was oh. like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Don't gross. show me that. Um see that. Soft. Um, That's disgusting. No, but from that, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Something else to have on. It's just the 60 games. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's Asterisk weird. City, man. Yeah, which is fine. If, if we're all in the same. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, no one's going to claim that this team is the uh, 27 Yankees or anything. My thing so, is. That is so not a season. Well, what's crazy to me. One of the things that I love about baseball, I mean, the thing I probably love most are the stats. Like, a, yeah. ba- baseball is the ultimate, like, stat geek game. And 
like I was going through it like what is like a great year for a hitter? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like normally it's like, man, if you hit 50 home runs, like you're mashing it. Like what do you have to do to have you just prorate everything? Like yeah. what, like the Cy Young Award winner. What we have like five wins? Five wins. It's a great it, year. Yeah. Like it's crazy to me to think about it the like multiplier's that. Multiplier's two point seven. Like what's great for saves? Like I mean two, so divide things by two point seven. I mean that's the multiplier here. Man. Um it's, what about the Blue Jays? It's just that am I I was writing about this on my Facebook page earlier today. Like, this is the craziest story ever. It's pretty wild. The, the effing yeah. season starts in five days or whatever. You and they don't play at home. They don't know where their home stadium is. It's like, what, are we going to be in Buffalo? We're going to be in Florida? I was reading, like, this Canadian newspaper, like, at Toronto. Yeah, like, they don't want to be in either. No, they want to be, like, in a major league park. Well, there's only a few of those. And there's not a lot of cities that are going to be like, hey, go ahead. And we want to be responsible for you guys to all not get, like, that's. That's a big ask. Well, they've been staying in that hotel at their ballpark in Toronto. Yeah. Like that's where they've been quarantined in their team. I, that what is a story. Because there's internet. But so here's the thing. is like, I'm sure part of them are pissed at Canada <laughs> saying, what the heck? Like, I, but the other part, you can't alienate your government or your fans. <laughs> Yeah. It's not them that and they don't. And what a slap they, in the face to America it right is. now. Oh, completely. I mean, that's the other part of it. It's, it's like, you guys are such a train wreck right now. You can't figure your stuff out. And so we're not allowing you to come play baseball against our baseball team. I mean, there's parts of it, too. I mean, where do you? So they go across the border to Buffalo, but I guess Buffalo doesn't have facilities that are major league ready. Bring and them to Des Moines. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad because they're, they're just a fun little team. But you can't just say, hey, Toronto, you can't play this year. So I think it'll it'd end be up cool. somewhere. It's wild. I think it'd be cool if they legit went to like a double A park. Like just play, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. my guess is they'll end up in, well, Buffalo and then figure it out. Because here's the other thing. Are they the Buffalo Blue Jays? The schedule is already. Are they, are they Toronto? Uh, What's their team? Like, I, I mean, know. Toronto doesn't want you. <laughs> you know, but they, I don't know if you read their your government has exiled you. Their statement was so hilarious. Toronto's oh. like, we respect the authorities here, but <laughs> what can we do? I don't know. What a story. That's and it's it you're right. The season starts in five days, and, and they, they don't, don't know where their freaking home stadium is. What do you like? It, how, do you, how do you pack? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with your stuff? a great question. What do you do with your family? Like, does your family... That's what I was saying, like... Contemporary housing somewhere? That's like a total game changer, though. Like, when these guys... Because remember, three weeks ago, these guys... Or a month ago, they're all just bitching about pay and all that stuff. And, like, I would have... This is kind of information I would have wanted to know before I signed off on this deal. Right. Bet against Toronto. Yeah, they're just going to throw the season. (laughs) Speaking of that... (laughs) My God, did you read the NFL's Twitter today? Yeah, I, yeah, I caught some. I've, so it I've appears, consciously tried to stay off Twitter in the last well, couple weeks, but I saw some of that. It appears that a handful of the league's heavy hitters are yeah. binding together to put pressure on the NFL about the player safety and health for the upcoming season, which is fine. I'm not criticizing them for it. That um, You've got some pretty harsh language toward the National Football League here from Drew Brees, 
Russell Wilson, J.J. Watt, Steph Diggs. And um, they're using a hashtag that says hashtag we want to play. But they, I mean, I'm getting the sense that the leadership in the NFL player community doesn't believe that the NFL was taking their safety seriously going back to football. This has disaster written all over it. Maybe I'm overly cynical here, but it being July 19th, and they waited this long to raise these concerns, I know it's probably, oh, we haven't gotten our answers yet. This is for money. Yeah. It's for a money. There's a money component. I mean, yeah, sure, they want to be safe. Everybody does. But there's either a money component here, there's a we don't want to play a preseason game component and still get paid. Like, there's there's something financial. The preseason game is very real. That's yeah. a very real. I, there's you don't coordinate like this all at the same time if you're just worried about you know team safety here. I mean, of then, course, of course like, it is. I but when, I, maybe I'm being cynical. Even when the I NFL, just, it's but, like why not? Why wait until July 19th? No, I'll be cynical with you because like two weeks ago when the NFL released like it's like face mask policy and like the locker rooms and like there were players mocking the NFL being like, we're never going to do this. Right. No, it wasn't Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, but still. And good for those guys to be carried the banner for the players. I mean, ultimately that's the way they have to advance their cost forward. Kind of figured Drew Brees would keep his mouth shut for the rest of the off season. Shift the attention. Um, But you saw this with the NBA too. Like I think for these guys, in these leagues, the baseball had the same thing, although theirs is a far worse situation right now because they're still it's basically a league-mandated season at this point, and there's no guarantee we'll have them beyond next year. But I think they owe it to themselves to put up a bit of a fight to try and show that, hey, we're not just going to be... We're not your stooges. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we're, yeah. we've got a voice. And the NBA did the same thing until, and then Adam Silver was able to have a conversation. I don't know what the concessions were, but everybody got on the same page. Something similar will happen here as well. But it's a way for them to, those guys to have safe face after the fact and say, hey, we did, we did speak up and try and say something to help. I them. just, I, I don't know. There's two things that have really, I thought a lot over the last week. I read a ton. Like, I didn't unplug like I should have. Um, one is the amount of people, and this is basically like NASCAR related who have like, they say they're not watching and stuff because of the Confederate flag thing anymore. And it's just like, and I, and I see this with guys talking about the NFL because of the kneeling thing all the time. And I'm just like, would you, do you guys really like, you're just going to completely stop watching something that gives you joy right. for the last like 30 years of your life? Like, what what point are you, dude, here in Bondurant, like, or if you live in, John, I don't where? care where you live, like, you're really hey. just going to quit something that you love because a guy can't fly a, fly a Confederate flag sure. from his pit stall now? Sure. And I see that. I also, Jeez. I think there is something too, though, and tell me if I'm crazy, where because we've been enough removed from sports, there are some, not you and me. I know where you're going here. Who realize, you know what? Maybe I I just want to go outside. (laughs) Maybe I just want to go and watch birds. Yeah. I think, like, I've talked to a couple of people, like, I don't, you know, I didn't miss sports as much as I did. It was just something I did because it was on. But now I realize, oh, I like this and I like that. um, And I'd be okay without it. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I would still say the majority of football fans will still come back. But I think there is some there is some aspect of it that it does turn people off and say, you know what, maybe on Sundays I'll just go ride my bike. The other thing to me, and this is, I, so I just critiqued fans. Now critiquing the athletes and the owners is just the short-term thinking that I think a lot of yes these organizations and players are going through right now. Just thinking about getting mine now and not thinking about the long-term effects. Agreed. Because I, I'll watch baseball. You're a bigger baseball fan than me. I'm, I'm occupied right now. I've watched. I, I really have, and I've enjoyed it. Good example, though. Yeah. I, I watched more like dirt racing and yep. stuff this year because of all the streaming. And and that world, by the way, has exploded. You're seeing the world of outlaws getting TV deals. Like it, it has exploded because of this pandemic. And they were the only show in town. I've, I've really enjoyed that, and. I mean, I'll watch baseball, yeah. But I am not, not like out. normally before opening day. I'm buying like two or yeah. three Braves hats and shirts, and I'm yep. fired up. I'm not doing that now, and I'm really, I'm I'm being that fan that I was just talking about. Well, and with, they they haven't helped themselves with this blackout situation either. No, which is just it drives me nuts here. Um, and now, so I'm a YouTube TV subscriber, mm-hmm. and they just dropped all the Fox sportses. So I can't watch the Cardinals. <laughs> now, you know me, I will find a way to yeah, watch the Cardinals, still. but it's still, it's like in, in Iowa, it shouldn't be that hard. You can't, it's, it's St. Louis, it's Chicago, it's the twins, it's the Brewers, the whites, other Chicago. I always hate it when the Braves side. play at Milwaukee. I mean, there's like six teams you can't watch in Iowa and they can't, they don't make it readily available. And it's like, it, you really have to struggle to, to watch your local team sometimes too, which is, I think, a problem. Where again, back to your point, you're you're looking short term for the money now, and it's from the regional television partners. Like it's not a whole lot baseball can do, but it, it's still yeah, it's not great for the long term of the the sport either. And credit to those. I thought NASCAR's been great. The I product's been really good. World of Outlaws with you, like yeah. To be the first, and I think they've taken advantage of it, and there's there's something absolutely to that. I've never been a bigger fan of uh, motorsports than right now. What what could a, where would baseball be if they started June? You know, I, I think that baseball would be back at a point where like, dare I say, the McGuire Sosa, like I, where you know where everybody's eyes were there, on it, and there was a six week stretch where it was it was NASCAR. Especially and when the sports world, the Bundesliga, we really needed it during the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, like all Good of that point. debate and not debate. I mean, it was news, right? Mm-hmm. But like, where guys like you and me, do you remember that night where we were like, we just wanted an escape from something, and there was the damn World of Outlaws race in Jackson, <laughs> Minnesota, and we watched it in my backyard, and, yep. we're, and like we're we're like side betting with each other about this just so we could get away from COVID, yeah, just and, the news, yeah, yeah, and that whole deal where it could have been Cardinals game or a Braves game yeah. or anything. I, I think it'll be interesting for baseball. The sixty game sprint is fascinating, but. You're gonna there, you're gonna be up against the NBA, which starts next week, and then NFL NFL's going. I I there's no way that's delayed, right? Like I was talking to a friend of mine, it was like I think the NFL out of all these 
It's they're they, bulletproof. They, they seem to be like whatever. We're going. Yeah. yeah, bulletproof's the right term. The only thing I think that it would get in the way would be like what happened with baseball, as, right? As far as like the like player, if there's a salary unrest, yeah, like a labor type. That's thing. why I think this is more of a. That's a good point. Uh, I hadn't sure. thought about it like that, uh, but that's a that's a really good point. I mean. Um, Breeze has always kind of been a waving the flag for the players. Wilson's deal um, is about his wife being pregnant, so it's hard to yeah, it's hard to criticize yeah, that. And, and there's we are learning reasons. we're learning more about this virus and pregnant women. That um, I have a sister in law who's pregnant, so I learned a little bit about that, but. I don't know. Um, I'll I'm gonna, I'll leave it at this. Um, two things, real quick. One, remember when you look around that nobody's ever been through this before, unless you're around in 1918. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuts cut your neighbors and coworkers and spouses and everybody some slack. And two, um, the, and perhaps the biggest thing, um, I was just down in a different area of the country, still the Midwest, but. The Lake of the Ozarks is called the Redneck Riviera for a reason. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom and dad and sister and her family are from one of the most rural counties in Iowa. And they were floored, Brent, um, to see <laughs> me and my wife like wearing face like masks, right? And we were, <laughs> we were floored that they weren't. Yeah. And the reason I'm yeah. bringing this up is they're still my family and I still love them. And we all have the same interests. And that's getting back to normal and saving lives and doing all that stuff. But it was glaring to me how two different sides are working against one another right here. And I just, like you asked me, why do you think it's going to be the spring? Because I don't think our country can get on the same page. I I just, I don't think it's possible in the year 2020. Yeah. And I'm not even factoring that in, in in the, fall season i am i am full well realizing <laughs> yeah. that it, it this the season isn't going to happen because the numbers are going to go down yeah it's happening because people want it to happen we went to the first day we like were I, there we're we're way past that by now first day we were there we're boating i was gonna ask you what is the yeah. nobody like it down like it's even in the restaurants oh and, yeah so listen to this the first day we were there we show up and we're going to go to this restaurant that we really like. It's on the lake. It's out outdoor seating and everything. I don't even have indoors. And we're fully like suspecting like that the tables are spaced out. And I wanted to support the restaurant. Yeah. Like I'm not going to not go. Yeah. Um, I'm not kidding you. Like we get there and it's, it's just jam packed for one. Um, but two, none of the staff has a mask on. Really? We actually saw a, a waiter sneeze <laughs> like right when we walked in. My wife turns around and looks at me. I'm like, hey. I go, I've already had it. Yeah, it's not like it's- <laughs> no, You're on like, your own. Buddy. And I'm not even being critical of this place. My point is different. different worlds. Yeah. And I just, I don't think that we can get this country all going in the same direction. I, I hope. No. I it. Good no, God! It's, it's, like, did you look you, at your Facebook feed after the Kim Reynolds press conference? Or I, I you know, yeah. we're offering Cyclone Fanatic masks right now, and you'd think we would have posted like 
I've, like a political endorsement on the. Our buddy John Walters had a tweet where I, so Iowa State's pushing the wear a mask thing. Yeah, you know, because they want the season yeah. to happen. And he, you know, he's posted something. You know, wear a mask. You know, be kind or something. And he just, I mean, <laughs> comments at him. It's just like I get it. I mean, I understand um, that part of it. Were but but I don't. I I, I don't know. But point being, I don't think the football season is reliant on okay. cases dropping below a certain threshold. No, I don't either. So I mean, that, it's it's more of... I don't think anything dropping, but I think if it can keep rising at a certain rate, it yeah. really... It, if it puts the... If, if there are outbreaks on teams during the season, that'll do it, in my opinion. I think we've got a little bit to get there. Or, Chris, yeah, if it gets so out of control nationally... Maybe someone argue it's out of control now. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe, we're not maybe, epidemiologists. Maybe we'll preemptively move it to spring, but I, I don't think they will. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna hold out. We are really as, smart. I. They're gonna hold out as long as they can here. So, well, to be determined. Next Sunday's podcast will be an interesting one. I thought last week would be yeah, a week where a lot happened and not much did. Thankfully. Um, because I was gone, but I was fully prepared to be working a lot down there, and it, not a lot happened. So I'm um, kind of bracing myself for. I don't. I actually don't think it'll be this week. I think next week. I think the that week of the twenty seventh through the thirty first. I think is when all hell breaks loose, one way or another. So, but media days got moved back, right? Yeah, and it makes sense. There's no reason to have media days tomorrow. Right. I mean, we're just going to be asking Brock Purdy, like these kids that don't have any business. They're not. They're football players, and nobody's going to be asking about it. The push it back until you know something. By the way, Jack Trice Stadium, it's going to look pretty cool this fall. Oh, because of the oh, new work? God, that, that facility is a monster. If anybody's near Des Moines, Ames, drive by there. It is huge. Okay. And so they've done a lot of work on the hills now. So, I mean, that part, it's, it's, it's going to look really cool. It's just, it's again, we'll see if it actually happens. We shall see. His name is Brent Bloom. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. I needed the drink after the <laughs> yeah. week with the kids. Holy crap. My Quickly, best advice for those uh, without the pleasure of having kids yet or, you know, single folks. Don't have them? No. Oh. It's travel <laughs> as much as you can, right? Travel as much as you can oh, without. Before you have them. Yes. It just changes the whole dynamic. Yeah. Like, no, go go out and do things. I love my daughters. I didn't yeah. mean that about No, that. I know. But go out. But seriously, go out and do things. Because it, when when you do have kids, you, it's not the same um, travel experience. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> or you <laughs> could be like me tonight to my wife. and be like, I'm never going on vacation with yeah, the kids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> until they're. Give me a week. I love them. I just need to no, cool I off. I think people are with you here. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate all your support. And uh, we'll be back next week.